Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Racetech. Racetech suspension, let's be honest, a gold valve is literally a revalve in a box. Plusher feel, increased bottoming resistance, and better traction to drop your lap times every single time. You can mention Big MX Radio and save 10% off every single purchase you have and when ordering through Racetech. Luxon MX, not just another triple clam company. These guys are precision engineers pushing the status quo and getting you the best feel from your front end of your motorcycle. And you also have hard parts for the back end as well. Last but not least, Guts Racing. Andy Gregg, you know that guy. He makes the best seats in the sport of motocross. Seat base, seat foam, and the seat cover that's going to allow you to have that connectivity you need to drop your lap times or just feel a little bit more comfortable out there because let's be honest, you sit on your motorcycle more often than you should. And I'm in on that as well. I am your host, Brad Yebhart. With me on the line is a very special guest that I am pleased and proud to present to you guys. He is an expert motocross bike builder. He's built many bikes in the past. You've probably already seen them on Instagram or social media, maybe you're on TikTok saying mean things in comment sections. If that's the case, shame on you. But welcome to the show, Built Blind, Joel Giesbrecht. Joel, how's it going? It's great. I'm real happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. It's a pleasure to be able to bring your story to my audience. Um, when I first embarked on this uh, nine years ago, uh, my goal was to be able to uncover really interesting, cool stories within the sport because there are so many amazing people that make up this this community, and I always want to be able to shed light on people who um, bring amazing things to the forefront, also with love in their heart, and someone who who acts with a ton of integrity. And Joel, you click off every single one of those boxes for me. And and that's exactly why I wanted to reach out earlier this week and say, hey, let's let's get you on the podcast. You're you're right on the the um the tail end of doing a bike giveaway, a 2003 KX252 stroke, which is near and dear to my heart because I have uh, a few quackers of my own. Um but uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to uh, to sort of get to know you a little bit. We were on the phone the other day for about 40 minutes, which uh, you and I both know probably could have been four hours. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, my friend. Yep, sounds good. I, I am too. Uh, i uh, never afraid to talk about dirt bikes. Hey, that that makes two of us, my friend. So let, let's get straight into things. Uh, tell me your story. And like Built Blind, like if... If you would help, like we're helping me work on a motorcycle, it would be the blind leading the blind because I am blind to my own skills of, of uh, working on bikes. But you yourself are actually blind, um, but you're also much better at working on bikes than me. So tell me how that all gets tied together. Well, it's kind of a long story, you know. Um, it's a long you, podcast when you when you have a when you have a a situation that comes up in your life that you don't have control over um there's about two things you can do you can give up or you can just keep doing what you love and you may have to change the way you do things a little bit here and there uh, or a lot um but you know there's really no option you got to keep going and and you got to keep keep trying and keep trying new ways of doing things and you know and eventually you'll start getting better at it um use other use other things that you were given 
other senses, um, touch, smell. You you wouldn't be you'd be surprised how much I I, uh, I smell things even to see what what they really are and all those kind of things. So there's there's more than one way to skin a cat, um, and hopefully my work speaks for itself as far as you know if it's any good or not. <laughs> Well, it certainly is pretty good, my friend. I, I haven't seen one of your bikes firsthand. I haven't twisted the grips or uh, or sat on the seat. But um, from afar, you've now built, I believe, seven different full builds from the ground up. Um, and it all looks to be built with precision. Um, and, and, and honestly, each one of them with their own sort of unique style as well. You can sort of get into... Uh, your taste as far as uh, as what you think uh, kind of looks eye-catching when it comes to building a motocross bike, but um, where did your passion and, and love for motocross, like where, where does that seed get planted? Where does you, uh, where does a young Joel Giesbrecht, who I'd imagine probably at that time uh, was, I at least at, at had a uh, some degree of sight like this is this is something that's been degenerative for you over a lot of years uh, your entire life of 41 years uh how did you first fall in love with the sport off-roading in, in general um from from what you told me the other day it actually probably started in the four-wheel world uh yeah it did um i started on four-wheelers of course we lived on a big farm and and my dad always had you know three wheels four wheelers and stuff around um the first memory I really have is we had an ATC 110 that sat in the corner of the shop, little Honda three-wheeler, and my dad, it didn't run. Um, it had been sitting a while, and my dad told me, he said, if you can get it running, you can you can have it. You can ride it. And so um, I, I took it apart, and then I convinced him to help me put it back together. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we got it running. We got it running, and, uh, and I started riding it, and I just, you know, hardly got off of it. Um, just to eat and sleep and maybe go to school. But um, that's kind of where it started. And then uh, as I got a little older, my brother bought a, an 84 YZ125 and secondhand. It was a piece of junk, but he kept it there. He was a little older than I was and was left home ready, but he kept it in the barn there. And I would sneak out there after school and, and, uh, and ride that thing when I wasn't really supposed to be. And there's nothing quite like the exhilaration of, of riding a, a two-stroke dirt bike when you've come off of a, a 110 three-wheeler and kind of especially when you knew you weren't really supposed to and so um yeah that's probably where it was born <laughs> you know blasting around the farm a little bit on the sly so um and you know also for me um up through my teenage years not really being able to drive driver's license thing was kind of out there and you know, wasn't going to get that. And so I, I actually spent a lot of time uh, on a bike, a dirt bike, four wheelers, kind of getting around. I used them to, to get to my friend's house and this and that and the next thing. So that's where it was born. I think there's more than a few people who are probably listening to this that uh, their story could literally echo just about every every syllable that you just, <clears throat> uh, you just told me here. Um, like, Taking apart a bike, uh, a parent that says, "Hey, you can fix this thing, you can ride it," and, and that that is a very common thing. Uh, I myself, uh, when it came to working on bikes, honestly, I th- think to, from the very get go, I was actually better at working on bikes than my dad. He just gets frustrated at them, uh, and we'll kind of get into that with you a little bit as well, because I'd imagine that there's some frustrating moments as well. Um, but it's it's the memories that you build while like working on stuff the that sort of that getting away with murder feeling of of riding a bike when you're not supposed to 
uh, those are core memories that make up somebody's youth and, and sort of set them off into a path of, of what they might achieve later in life. Um, you've been really like uh, the really connected with the the uh, broke or broke to built guys. Uh, they do a great job as well as um, just just like feeding into the community by building these bikes and uh, like. I venture to guess, like, how did that sort of, like, where did you get the idea that, like, I'm going to start building bikes, like, this is going to be basically uh, my main focus, I, I've really developed um, a knack for it, um, like, and especially with uh, with the disability that's been deteriorating over time, and, and maybe even perhaps is still getting worse over time, um, like, how did that idea kind of process in your, in your, in your mind, and, like, how did you just end up doing it? <laughs> well, first of all, all comes to love, right? I, I love working on bikes and, and just just the the therapy. Uh, you know, I can't really ride them anymore, but there's just something about them. I, I'm, I'm a mechanic at heart. I love mechanical things. So so first comes the love, you know, and, and, and I just have a passion for making bikes, dirt bikes, look more than just like some people – and I get a little hate for it, but some people just, you know, they're just all about riding it. Let's get it dirty. And, and that's that's fine. We need we need those people, too. But um, I, I just love the mechanical beauty of them. And I just think sometimes I think there's room for improvement. So so that's where I started with just the love of it. Then, you know, as far as the inspiration to actually start building, you know, whole builds and things like that really started um, when when I found myself at home without a job due to my my situation. Um and I was looking for a way to, you know, to 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 try to forge a path on social media um, through YouTube or Instagram or however, uh, you know, totally green, absolutely no experience on social media, no experience with cameras, no experience with any of that. And I was, you know, on YouTube looking around, trying to um, listen to all these people's stories, and I come across Cameron Nemolis, um YouTube page. Uh, he runs the Broke to Built thing, and. He did a video. He actually did a video. Uh, it's been several years ago, but he did a video on the monetization of his dirt bike building and kind of what, you know, how much he put into his bike and what he kind of made out of it. And he was going through cancer at the time, and and I go, wow, like like this is what I want to do, and there is actually money to be made if you know if you can if you can pull it off if you can if you can bring it out of the ashes if you you know if you will. So. Um, I knew it was a big, long, hard road to try to, to get recognized or to get, you know, to get to the point where people wanted to watch me and all that. And, you know, and I also was aware that with my disability, um, it was going to be challenging. And it was also part of the story, right? Um, I'm not ashamed to admit that, that my, that, that's, you know, you have the cards you're dealt. So, you know, do the best you can with them. And one of those cards is to say, Hey, uh, I have a disability, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this anyway, and try to utilize it, and and see if we can't make this thing work. You know, I can't make it have a little more story than, than maybe just you know everyone else. And so, um, that was my inspiration. And I just I just said, you know what, I may not make any money at it, but this is what I want to do, and and I'm going to just push until I can maybe maybe break out, and and that's what's that's what we're doing. Well, there you go. That's uh, kind of the Big MX Radio approach to this. Um, <clears throat> I've, t- I've talked about this a little bit ar- around the show in the last couple of episodes, as this is episode 902 of the Big MX Radio podcast, uh, and it was only a week ago we were it, we were in the 800s. Um, 
and like nine years ago, I, I basically sent an email to just about every publication uh, under the sun as far as motocross coverage. And uh, essentially every single one of them told me to uh, essentially pound sand and, and do, just like you know, do do something on my own or uh, establish myself. So essentially that's what I did because like because nobody else would give me uh, an opportunity to to fail. Uh, I gave myself an opportunity to fail. And, and the funny thing about working for yourself is you can't get fired. Um, so no, no matter how uh, many podcasts I do, whether I was good at them, bad at them, how many verbal crutches I have, the ums, the uhs, uh, the t- number of times that I say absolutely or 100% throughout an entire podcast, which I'm sure makes my uh, most loyal listeners cringe and roll their eyes all at the very same time. Um, I've been able to keep at it. No one ever tells me no. Uh, like eventually I, I, if, if I ever do decide to, to pull the plug on this, uh, that'll be on my own accord. And, um, it, it's, it's pretty powerful thing to know that you, you've got your, your own opportunity, uh, being able to kind of give that to yourself and, um, you've done exactly that. Um, and from what you've told me, it's, it is truly a, a sole proprietorship that like basically, um, you're you're Joel Giesbrecht in a garage working on stuff, setting up cameras um, with uh, with the help of your lovely wife. Who um, like I was really really touched by watching the two of you on you uh, Instagram Live. Uh, you also did a TikTok Live about an hour later, um, and it was it was a really really touching moment. Just to, like have you sitting there in the lawn chair in front of one of the most beautiful KX two fifty two strokes that I've uh, laid eyes on. Um, just kind of like fielding questions from from people who might be curious about it. Um, she's reading them off to you, and you're 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 spitting stuff back. And, and I think that's just a small snapshot of of the day to day assistance that the two of you sort of like share and continue on with. I think that's uh, it's a really powerful thing. I think people can really connect with that. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she she's she's uh she helps me a lot and and you know it's it's hard to put into words how it is but you know when you're uh, when you're out here I'm I'm out here working and I, I need to send an email or I need you know I'm trying to line up parts or look up parts whatever and I'm running into the house and hey babe you know can you come out here and help me um she just drops it and comes you know and and that I can't say you know I can't say enough about that because it's not easy she has four little children and and busy busy mama life too so um, but she, she puts herself out there to, to make it happen for me. And, and yeah, I can't thank her enough for that. Well, certainly. And, and, uh, yeah, you guys do a fantastic job. Um, social media is a very interesting place. Uh, can be anyway, you can connect with some amazing people as you've probably found. And you can also, um, come across, uh, eh, maybe like scrape the bottom of the barrel every once in a while, uh, or sometimes <laughs> more often than not. Um, tell me a little about your, your, like your presence on social media, you're very active on Instagram. You're very active on TikTok as well. The two platforms are very different. Um, first of all, where can people find you? As well as, uh, yeah, just sort of like give us a little bit of insight to uh, you sort of um, like, yeah, getting your getting your your legs about you uh, in that respect. Um, yeah, first of all, um, follow me on Instagram at builtblind2. Um, that's my Instagram handle, builtblind2. Um, on TikTok, I think it's just built blind. Um, and really on YouTube, it's built blind as well, I think, or the two wheel house. My, my, uh, my actual garage name is the two wheel house, uh, built blind, but uh, you can find me pretty easy through all that. Um, 
you know, really the reason we use TikTok, um, I was kind of skeptical about TikTok. There's just so much, just seems like so much riffraff and chatter on TikTok. And, and sometimes even the content is a little bit overwhelming to me. Um, negativity yep. is one of them. I just, I, I can't deal with negativity and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I posted a couple things on TikTok uh, with my story, kind of, and, and, and they actually kind of did pretty good. I, I gained followers quite quite rapidly, and then um, I just had that RM250. I had had some, you know, we have a high-compression RM295 and a big bore, and, and it's hard to start. And I did a video about starting it, and I had I had so many comments in there. And, and one, one precious young person got in there and said, well, he needed to learn how to kickstart a dirt bike. And that's kind of funny to me because everybody in the shop had tried to start that bike and couldn't start it. And, and, uh, so I, so I just did a little video, just, you know, showing why and how, and, and kind of tagged the guy, you know, re- replied to that comment and whatever. And I think that video has got like 3 million views and that was kind of my TikTok start. And I mean, I jumped, uh, I think we went from, you know, from zero to like a hundred thousand TikTok followers in just a couple months. Um, and I think we're sitting at like 125 or something like that on TikTok now. So once it got to that level, I'm like, well, we need to use this as much as we can. And I, I thought maybe I could, you know, use TikTok to drive to Instagram and to, to YouTube, but uh, it doesn't really seem to work that way um, so much. You don't get, you know, the big following there. It's a different following, obviously, than some of the others. But you know, it, it's 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 okay. Um, sometimes. Sometimes my issues with the negativity, like on TikTok and the negative comments, they really have nothing to do with me. I, I don't mind people for myself. I mean, you know, I got lots of comments like, oh, he ain't blind. He's just faking and that kind of crap, you know. But um, okay, get, Tell me a little bit about that because I know the videos, you, you get some people on there. I, I think it's so funny because I know for a fact you are uh, very blind. Um, but you do have sort of peripheral vision and, and some people call you out all the time. And I think that's so, so funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's common. And, you know, I've never, I've never hidden it. I've got, I've got 10 videos. I show exactly how I see, try to explain exactly how I see. Um, I've never, you know, tried to make it more than it is or not make it what it is. But, you know, I get, I get lots of comments about, you know, you know, or this or that, or, or lots of, Hey dude, so you, you ain't this or he, and you know, those are, those are bothering. They used to bother me more than they do now um, because I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a pretentious person. Uh, I try very hard to just, you know, display myself just like it is. And so it kind of bothers me when you work pretty hard to try to overcome something and then you get nothing. But, and the worst thing about that is, is I start finding myself um, almost, almost uh, not liking the fact that I've been able to do so much, like, I don't know how to explain it in words exactly, but, you know, I, I do so many things that I've learned how to do by different means, different ways and, and means. And, and sometimes TikTok will make me feel guilty for that, if you if you know what I mean. And, and I don't like mm-hmm. that, you know, so so that kind of makes me a little bit um, unhappy. But my biggest my biggest thing with TikTok negativity is it is it, it's, it's less to me and more is you know, this is the world we live in and I'm, and I struggles that gives me a struggle a little bit that, that we have so much negativity. I would really like to, to see that, uh, a little different, but you know, it is what it is and you, and you just oil your feathers up and, and roll, you know? Yeah. Water off a duck's back, my man. It has to be that way. And, uh, I, I think I mentioned it to you on the Instagram live is I think there's a, there's 
it's it's a sad fact, but it's a fact that if you start getting negativity on social media, that is almost a little bit of a sign that you're doing something right. Um, because no matter like, how good, how great, doesn't matter what the the content is. Um, people will find a way to to poke holes in it or try and tear you down in some sort of way. And I'm, that's I'm, it's unfortunate that's the way it is, but. That is just the way it is. Like uh, I could, I could come out with uh, one of the most uh, comprehensive arguments as to why I feel that Jet Lawrence should already be in the 450 class or something to that effect, and there'll be 25, 30 people in the comments saying that uh, that that I, I just don't even know what I'm talking about. So um, right, it is right. what it is, my friend. Uh, you just got to roll with the punches. Yep, that's right. It's it's the nature of the beast, but it you know it's a powerful beast, so we 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 use it when we can. For certain, and yes, if you're not, not already following Built Blind 2 on Instagram or Built Blind on YouTube or TikTok, go over there, uh, follow, uh, comment something positive. Um, and the, the nice thing about, uh, like, for, for you as far as the neg- negativity in the comment section, um, unless your wife reads them to you, um, it's to my understanding that you, you can pretty much ignore all of those. <laughs> well, I try not to ignore them because I do want to try to interact with people, and so I do. Uh, I do get my wife to read most of the comments to me, and some of them she she'll say, you know, uh, whatever. I just she'll kind of skip through. And I'm like, what they say? What they say? And she's like, um, and then she'll read them to me, and she's mad as all get out and ready to spit fire. And I'm like, just chill. It's okay. It's just, they're just they're just dumb, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of your bike builds. You've done seven of them now. The the last one that's in the rearview mirror uh, is completely built, and you actually did a bike giveaway uh, with it. I want to talk about that eventually, but let's talk about that first bike. Um, starting to take this thing seriously, what was that first bike, and what was the sort of the process in in sort of uh, from from buying it to what it ended up rolling out of the garage as? Okay, well, it's a super interesting story, actually. Um, so when I decided to go ahead with this, I started looking for a bike. I said, okay, it's time to it's time to try to rebuild a dirt bike, and I, I'm looking for a bike. And so as we do, you know, Marketplace is the first place you go, and, and I'm sitting there with my wife going through Marketplace, and we're looking, looking, we're looking for a – I wanted a, you know, a fairly modern bike. I didn't want – I'm not really into vintage. Uh, you know, I wanted like a mid-2000s or, you know – somewhere in that late 2008, 9, 10, somewhere in there. But I wanted it cheap because if I'm going to put a lot of money into it, it don't need to be anything to start with. Right. So, right. Um, so we were looking, we were looking, 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 trying to find something close to us. And, and this 2008 KTM 450 SXF popped up, um, on, on marketplace for $1,500. I thought, wow, that's, that's actually, and it, it ran, I think, but it just, it was rough. It just looked really bad. And, I said, uh, that, that's perfect. Like, and, and that isn't even that far away. It was only like 60 miles from me. And, and so, so I, 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 I messaged the person and I had no clue who this was. And I messaged him and I said, Hey, is the bike still for sale? Like you do, you know? And he, he got right back and said, Hey, is this Joel? And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, who is this? And I said, yeah. And he said, and he told me his name and, and he was actually a buddy of mine. Uh, <laughs> that I hadn't been with for quite a while. I probably hadn't seen him in a year or two, but he was, we were pretty good buddies earlier on in life. And he said, man, and I kind of, he said, what are you going to do with that bike? And I kind of explained it to him. He said, you know what? Just come get it. He said, you can just have it. And, um, 
so that's how it started the 2008 ktm uh 450 i i, I got it here i tore it all down i had absolutely no clue uh, about powder you know where to get it powder coated or anything i just started calling around and and you know shopping for parts and 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 then what i i did i i didn't have any money but i started putting it on facebook and and stuff had that i'm trying to build this bike and you know my situation and everything i said if you guys want to be involved you know I, I think I had a PayPal or a, or a, you know, cash app link or something. And, and I mean, I crowdfunded that whole bike and, um, uh, and it was, it was, it was a great, a great first experience. Well, there you go. And, and yeah, you, you've since then built seven different bikes, uh, seven di completely different looking bikes and, and each one of them becomes more detailed than the last. Um, like for you, what is the hardest thing about working on these bikes? Like you, you kind of sort of explained your, your, the, your version of vision to me in the fact that you have spatial awareness. You could walk around your garage and not just bump into things nonstop. Um, but on intricate details, they'd literally have to be super, super close to your eyes or, or you just literally have to feel, or in some cases even smell, uh, what's going on with that. Like I, I'd imagine that you've got some pretty like, I, I I don't have twenty twenty vision, but I still get frustrated in the in the garage, especially when I draw blood every once in a while uh, while doing it. it sometimes it's uh, it's a, it's a full contact affair. Me and my KX two fifty two stroke, but um, yeah, tell me a little bit about uh, you working on bikes and sort of developing new skills and the frustration uh, that's attached to that. Um, yeah, so so y as far as seeing. Uh, you know, up end stuff and, and, and the size of bolts and, you know, all the things that just go into the day to day of mechanic work. Um, I can't really, I, I can't look at the engine and say, you know, these are eights or tens or whatever. Uh, it's all done by feel. So, so, and I, I pretty much, I found a, a method um, in just taking it completely apart. Um, so what I do is I take a bike and I get big totes. I get me about four big plastic totes and i just don't even pay any attention i just take the whole bike apart every piece um and i mean engine completely every piece just and i just stack it in the totes i have a i have an engine tote and i have a frame like a frame and bits tote and i have a lot of times the body stuff we just kind of just junk anyways throw it out or whatever but i i have you know, like brakes and levers and stuff tote. And I just, I just take it all apart. I don't worry about it because I can get kind of caught up in, Hey, I'm never going to figure this out. how to go back together, you know, cause I can't see what it is coming apart. But I found out I can just, I just put it all in totes. That way I can put it under my workbench or wherever, get it out of the way. My garage, my garage has to stay clean and neat. I will lose my mind if things um, are scattered or, or, um, you know, stuff laying around. So, and every tool has to go back in the toolbox where it belongs. After I use it, I can't just like set it down on the seat or on the floor or whatever because I just I just get too, it's just too much. I can't tell what's going on and I start getting really frustrated. So I, I have developed a method of, you know, piece by piece. And then once I get it clear stripped down um, and I get the, like the frame powder coated, I, I put it back on my stand and I just, I just go one piece at a time. I know a lot of people do their stuff where they, while the frames out the powder coating and all that, they, they clean up all their stuff and they get all their brakes rebuilt. And, you know, I, I can't operate that way. Um, I have to keep things organized, you know, straight in my mind. So I put my frame set on there, fresh powder coated frame set. And I just start one piece at a time. And usually I do the engine build while the frame's gone. 
Um, and the engine builds the same way. It's all a process. It's, you know, it's done the same way. Um, everything laid out and, and I, and I'm just, I can't, I can't say it enough that the, anybody that's doing it, not just somebody with an eyesight disability, but the process of things and, and how you do it is absolutely imperative to a great engine build. Um, and don't be in a hurry. Um, don't have to get something done today. Um, throw the schedule out the window type of stuff. I mean, you know, you, to a certain degree and, and just do it and the feel, you know, feel it out. And when I can't figure it out, I've spent many a night till way early in the morning in here on one little thing, trying to figure out because I can't tell quite how it goes. Um, but I always get it. There you go. He, he always gets it. That is so, it's such a powerful message, my friend, uh, working at things. I imagine at, at the same time, there's all, are also probably some uh, comedic moments where uh, you've put something together, ass backwards, or uh, just like putting, like, I, I'd imagine there's probably some levity that, that comes along with that. But um, are you trying to tell me that you might be the only motocross um, mechanic that I've spoken to who knows exactly where his 10 mil socket is right now. Cause <laughs> um, I, I do not have yeah. one. Well, I have multiple, yeah. but I do. There's one that is missing. <laughs> do you have it? I have it. I, I don't have a choice because, uh, like I said, I don't set it anywhere. I've, I've got, I use Milwaukee tools. Milwaukee, um, helped me out and, and sent me some tools. They have a square, uh, where, where the, where the, where the, uh, socket goes to the ratchet. It's square. And okay. so it, 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 it helps me orient the ends and they also have the really nice plastic trays that it all goes into. And, and, you know, I count like, like, okay, I'm looking for a 10. I, I, t I hit my tray the first one and I just count up. I know, you know, three up is the eight, four, five up is the 10. You know, I don't, I can't see the numbers. So, so I, it has to be there or it doesn't work for me. So some processes are very important. Fair enough. No, I I connect with that, my friend. I am always losing stuff. Uh, <clears throat> possibly because I don't have a proper garage to work out. You would probably, uh, like, you would just throw your hands up if you looked at the the sort of <laughs> half storage space that I use to sort of dance around my uh, my bikes to work on them. But uh, we're working on having that changed out. But. Um, Talk a little bit about uh, like your support system. Uh, your wife, she is so supportive of you, um, and, and and as well as like I, th I think you have uh, like one of your oldest uh, one of the oldest children in the in the family also helps out a little bit as well. Um, but you you and your wife are, are a pretty great tag team. I know we talked about that a little bit earlier in the show, but uh, just to reiterate that a little bit more and and just kind of give give us a little bit of a peek of, of how much she really helps you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, first of all, we've been married 20 years. Um, and so when you've been married 20 years, uh, you know, you, you get away with a lot, right? Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have our, we have our, we have our times when I'm frustrated and, and she's trying to help me, especially when it comes to mechanical things, you don't want your wife putting piston rings on. Um, you just don't. Um, cause she's a little bit, she's afraid she's going to mess something up and, and, and you're, you're pretty sure she is. And you know, it's, it's, it's just going back and forth and she's, she's walked out on me a time or two and said, if you want to be that way, uh, you can do it yourself type of thing, but that's life. And, uh, but no, she, she's absolutely wonderful. Um, uh, when it comes to mechanical things, I have an 18 year old son and pretty much he stepped into that role. Uh, my wife's pretty much 
relegated to the computer and just reading things to me, uh, the social media stuff, um, and, and, that, and those kind of things. But, um, when it comes to, there are a couple things that are non-negotiables in engine building. You, you simply cannot risk not seeing it. Um, you know, measure, uh, ring gap measurements, um, cylinder measurements, um, you know, those type of things on four stroke. We do some four stroke engine building too. And on four strokes, you know, uh, the little thin rings on either side of the oil ring, um, they can't be, you know, looped over each other or anything like that. And so there are some things like that. I just simply say, I'm not going to do that on my own. And I get my son Braden to help me with that. Um, and he's good at it. He, he does, he does, he does pretty good. He, he works full-time job. And so he comes home sometimes tired and I'm like, I'm pouncing on him right at the door because I've been waiting for three hours for him to get home, um, to help me get this. Cause I want to get this motor together or whatever. And he does, he does really good at it. Set and timing. I got tons and tons and tons of comments on, on TikTok. If, you know, if you're blind out, you set timing. Well, I find it very amazing how many people, um, or must be, you know, and yourself as well, like you're self-sufficient, right? And you do everything on your own and, and people just, I, I don't realize how, how the world works that way. You know, I've got lots of people around me that are, that are constantly around me and I say, Hey, I need you to, can you come read this or can you do that? And they're there, you know, and, and I can't, that blessing is, is huge. If I did not have that, I could not do what I do. So I don't want to, I don't want to take all the, all the, all the glory, you know, there's definitely some people that, now they're they're ready to split as soon as they get whatever I you know want it done done. But but um, there are lots of people around me to help. Absolutely, you know what, and then that's true. You know, I, I do talk about uh, Big MX Radio being a kind of a sole proprietorship. I'm I'm a kind of a one man show, but uh, it, it would not exist without uh, some support from some of the people who really kind of got me going. Uh, Braden Johnson is a buddy of mine who literally helped me uh, a. Th- at that time, 24-year-old bricklayer uh, learn how to use a computer to um, like find find the audio editing software, um, figure out how to put like put a podcast on the internet. Like I'm still baffled the fact that I can just like sort of post this thing on my website, and all of a sudden, three minutes later, it's available on both iTunes and and you and iTunes or iTunes and Spotify. Um, which yeah, kind of like, I, I still don't quote, I totally understand how that works. Um, but, uh, having those support systems is extremely important, especially, uh, when you, you deal with, uh, some situations that you do. Um, so in the future of built blind, like what do you sort of look forward and see? Like, as far as like, what do you imagine you can build this up thing to become? Um, like you've come a long way already. Um, uh, but what, what's, uh, what's on the docket for you and, and where would you like to see this thing go? Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, 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 you know, the dream is, is to build bikes, um, and, and share with the world about it and my story and how I do it and, and, and to keep building really nice looking bikes that people enjoy. And, and I, I love the giveaway scene. I, I say I do. Um, I hate, I hate not being able to, to, to give one to everyone. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a people pleaser that way. And it's sometimes that giveaway process is a little bit of a struggle for me. Um, cause you know, the large majority are going to be disappointed and, and I don't like that, but you know, it, basically it's a way to recoup the money that it takes to build these things and, and try to earn a little. And, you know, if, you know, if somebody, you know, it's, it, it takes deep pockets to build a custom bike. Um, but if somebody was interested in collabing with me and saying, Hey, I'd like you to 
you know, you, I've seen your work. I like, I like your taste or whatever. And I'd like you to build me a bike. I would be interested. It just, for that to, to work out financially, you know, there's, there's a lot of money in these things. And, and that, that's another thing that, that I'm, I'm getting into now is, you know, some sponsorships and things. And that does change it for me. And, and I, I really enjoy, um, the industry. Um, I'm a mechanical person and, and I, I, I'm a, I'm an analytical person as well. And so I analyze a lot of things and pieces and parts. And so it's, it's enjoyable to me to, to deal with brands and, and, um, and that process, it's, it's, it's unique. And hopefully I can continue to do that and continue to put out good enough uh, content and good enough work that, that people want to, to be a part of it. And, and that will change things for me financially. Um, but it does, it does, I am doing this to try to make a living. I don't have a job. So, so there's that going on. And, and so I'm just, at this point, I'm just trying to figure out how to make that work. I think I'm kind of in the same boat you are, you know, in that, in that. Yeah. You got to keep swinging the ax, man. And, uh, I, I think it's, it's a great platform that you have. And I, I know what you're talking about as far as the giveaway thing. I do big MX radio trivia every single day on, uh, on, on Instagram. Uh, I don't imagine you play. Uh, that's totally fine. I, unless I would uh, figure out a way to uh, um, do it audibly. Although I have done some where I actually uh, audibly ask the question. Uh, although I do get a lot of people saying that uh, they often have their phone volume turned off because they're at work mm. uh, when they do the uh, questions, so they are not able to answer them until later on, or they get them wrong because they didn't hear properly. Um, but anyway, um, I do like a monthly giveaway and I get people who literally like they, they get like 10, 20 questions right throughout the, uh, the month, which is awesome. But at the same time, there's probably around 16 to 17,000 people who answer those questions every day. Mm-hmm. So um, like it's actually quite overwhelming. There's, there's, I, if I don't have a question out by noon, two o'clock, uh, I get some, some direct messages. Hey, where's my trivia? Uh, yeah. <laughs> which I love that people love it. Uh, but at the same yeah. time when I, I'm going to announce a winner for, uh, for January later on today, and I will also get four or five messages being like, Hey, why the hell did I not win? I'm like, well, it's a completely random draw and you are competing against thousands and thousands of people. Um, right. I hope I win the KX, uh, uh, 250, by the way, I think you have control over that. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, like it's, it's, uh, it's a delicate subject, but, uh, like I, I think it's a cool way to go about it and also helps uh, build your brand because, uh, I'm going to be wearing a, uh, a built blind hat at the track this weekend or this, uh, this summer and people are going to ask me what it's all about and I'm going to send them to you. So that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's awesome stuff. Yep. So where, where can people find, like go, go to the website and, uh, and get themselves some merch? Because I'm sure there's some people who are already listening to this that are like, they're all in on this guy and, uh, and yeah, they might've uh, missed the boat as far as the last giveaway, but, uh, I assume there's probably going to be some more, uh, down the, down the road. Uh, absolutely. Builtblind.com. It's real simple. Um, just B U L I T B L I N D.com built blind. And yeah, you know, we had a merch drop for this bike and it's pretty much picked through, but we've got some new designs in the works and we have another bike coming, another giveaway. Um, we are doing the broke to built bike and I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but uh, we're doing another broke to built bike and it will be a giveaway bike. Um, and so we're going to kind of reset the website and go again. So, um, there'll be a little bit of a lull here maybe while we're trying to get these designs worked through and our merch back in stock and all those things. But there are a few things over there yet. And, uh, Go check it out, builtblind.com. 
Absolutely. Is that a bike that uh, you might even get some assistance from one Jay Clark? Um, the like dirt bike TV himself. Jay Clark is someone who's worked closely with you in the past. Uh, it's amazing to me. Uh, I don't even know, know if you've, you've met him in person, uh, but very much like this friendship that's starting right now. Um, it's amazing that through the magic of the internet, you can uh, develop good working relationships with people that you've never met in person. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, Jay, Jay reached out to me, um, a, a couple months ago and, and wanted to, you know, to, to be, be a part of it. And I was just so excited for that because it, you know, to me, it was a step in, in the right direction. And Jay is, you know, an icon in this industry. Um, he, he's, Jay is also a, a very straightforward person. He's not afraid to, um, to give you correction if you need it. Um, which I appreciate. I don't want to be, I don't want to be you know, pussy footed around. I, I just, I don't like the fact that, that people beat around the bush too much. And Jay's not that way. He, he'll tell me, um, he, he want me to send him a picture of this or that. And he, you know, he's got suggestions for me. Um, I, so yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped to be working with a bunch of great partners through Jay. Um, and, and hopefully we can carry that on. Um, I, I'm trying my best to, that's a, that's kind of a steep learning curve for me because there's kind of a way to operate through all that. And I've never done it. And so sometimes I feel a little bit behind the mark on the way I, you know, dealing with the people or how I'm presenting and, and, and I'm just trying my best to learn it as fast as I can to, 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 uh, I, I get it. I understand how it works. Uh, they need exposure to, to, for it to work for me too, you know? So, um, I'm not just out to get, I want to give and, and, and so we can partner up and, and I'm all about relationships. I, I'm a relationship person because I'm also kind of a dependent person with my issues. And so, um, you know, Charles Lytle with MX Revival has been pretty big in my life too. And, and, um, helping me, you know, get started and, 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 you know, taking orders over the phone and, you know, things like that, that are a little more difficult and maybe, you know, they take a little extra time and I, and big shout out to those people. And, and Jay, if you hear this, you know, just have patience with me. I'm, I'm doing my best. You know, I, I, some of these, some of these, archaic ways of, of email and things and I, I get why we need to do it that way but you know they're a little tough for me my wife has to do it all and and so it takes a little time but um we're we're trying to trying to find a way and become you know quick and efficient and make it as easy for our sponsors as possible and, and give them the most exposure preach to the choir man uh you you may be blind but you are certainly juggling all of that stuff the best you can honestly like there, there is so many bases to cover when it comes to making content, um, running a business, doing the work that necessary to create the content. Like uh, the funny thing about doing all that stuff is that, like you, you sometimes you get so wrapped up in doing the stuff, you're like, wait, I should be, I should be documenting this. I should have a camera out for this. Right, um, right. And it's, it, it gets frustrating. And then uh, complete days can just slide by without actually creating anything or promoting anything or uh, being able to get back to people. And then you, then you, you look at your, your, uh, uh, your inbox and it's absolutely bursting at the seams. Uh, it's a good problem to have, uh, but it does create a lot of, uh, you, you really do wish that there was a little bit more than 24 hours in a day. Yep, you're you're exactly right. That that is that is one of the worst things that I face is is this discouragement with myself for not keeping up or you know, you know doing as much like not getting enough done and and doing enough for the people. You know, I'm just afraid that I'm not doing enough. You know, and and and, and that that kind of just I have to really watch that because it wants to get me down and 
And because I, I do have a limitation, and, and if I allow that limitation to loom large in my mind, I, I start to I start to back off and start saying I can't, you know, and that's just no place to be. So um, we just roll with it as good as we can and, and hope that, it, you know, and, and hope it's good enough, you know. Absolutely, dude. You, you you just hit the nail on the head, and it's it's a, honestly uh, I I hate that for you, but I also I love to know that like I'm also not alone in that. Is that um, I often always feel like I don't do enough. I don't post enough. I don't do enough on my story. I don't uh, post enough podcasts, or I don't have uh, high profile enough guests, or or this that and the other thing. Um, but then I'll, I at the same time I uh, have to sort of sort of look back at my. Uh, the body of work that I've been able to do, and um, like, it's 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 sort of like a like they often say the people who like people who are lazy do a little bit of work and think that they uh, they should be ahead, and people who yeah. <laughs> get lots of stuff done are always worried they didn't get enough done. Like it's it's like right. there there's a dichotomy there, and uh, it's it's a kind of a a sketchy mental terrain to sort of um, like navigate at the best of times but uh sounds like um you're making progress every single day and that's a really encouraging thing yeah absolutely and and uh you i think you can see it in the bike um too there's 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 just there's just more um yeah i mean you if you if you're in a place where you're not getting better you're you're, you're not alive so um we we definitely learn something every build and and, and we we hope to just continue to, to make them better and better you know Fair enough, my friend. Well, tell me about. I, I'm curious because you you did ride dirt bikes at some point at some point in your life, correct? Uh yes. I, I mean, I never you know rode competitively or or anything like that. But uh, like I said, we lived on a big farm, and I had dirt bikes. You know, we bought and sold dirt bikes, and I at one point I had 15 dirt bikes. You know, in the shop. So, um, you know, yeah, I've 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 ridden most of my life. Well, there you go. And uh, like I myself, I don't think I've even owned 15 throughout the 20 plus years that uh, I've been racing and riding dirt bikes. But um, I'm curious about because like I myself, like I, I know the last time I rode, but I know that I'm going to ride again. Um, and I'm, I'm curious if, if you have any conscious memories or if you were cognitive of like, this is the last time I do this. This is like because there was a last time that you you like took off on a dirt bike um, and, and had the ability to sort of navigate and, and although maybe not as, uh, as sharply visioned as you probably should wagging my finger <laughs> on my own laptop right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, like the, like it similar to, like, I almost sort of liken it to like the last time I played tackle football or the last time I played, uh, full contact hockey. Like I was aware of it. I knew this was the last time I do this and I was able to be present in the moment and sort of digest that and, and, and sort of like take in that moment, experience it and then let it go. Uh, what was the, what, was it like that for you at all? Or was it sort of something that sort of like that moment happened, but you, you weren't able to really grasp it? No, I, I got two stories for that and, 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 and I'll just make them brief, but, but you know, um, and, and some of them were, I had this thing going, my, you know, my family was quite worried about me. Um, because I was still riding when I definitely shouldn't have been. Um, but I just was unwilling to let it go. Right. Like how do you, as a, as a young, as a younger person fit strong, everything you need to be, just let something go, just cuss, you know, I mean, just cause you can't see it. And it, it was so maddening to me. So I had this thing kind of in my mind that, that I'm going to ride until I, until I have a, until, until something happens that proves 
that that I shouldn't be right like uh, and so so we lived um we were newly married and I lived um just across the the farm from my folks um and and we in down here in in Alabama we had my dad run a catfish farm he, he raised catfish for a living okay and so, so we had all these catfish ponds which which is great for dirt biking because you got all these levees to jump and everything but um so 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 the one farm was kind of i don't know how to explain this one farm was kind of above the other one and it had like a terrace a step down and our driveway run down that terrace and it was probably a 30 foot drop you know a a max level and so i was at my house and i got a phone call that i had some friends at my dad's shop they were looking at dirt bikes and and I had a 2007 CRF 450, and um, I just jumped on it, took off, fifth gear pin, and it was between two ponds. It was just down a levee. There was water on either side, and so when I just hit the bottom of the hill, just as the road straightened out there, my dad was several 18 wheelers when they were out there in the middle of the road, and I never. And I hit a full semi-load of gravel at whatever a 450 will do in fifth gear. Jesus! And, and um, it was a it was it was quite an experience. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, <laughs> seen, especially like seen it. imagine I've like seen, that I've that is it. like the the motocross version of stubbing your toe in the dark. Like you had no idea it's there, and all of a sudden, boom! Boom! Yep, like a wall of gravel and hit it. You know, I, I seen it basically the same time I hit it. And the bike went, I, I went over the bars and actually went over the pile and landed out in the driveway about 50 some feet out in front of the pile. And the bike went, it managed to get over the, it kind of dug in, but it flipped over and went over and kind of just rolled and fell over. But I was, I was pretty tore up. Um, my knee was broke. Um, I had some really bad hand issues, um, where I had my palms that hit the gravel and, um, shame on me i wasn't wearing a helmet um because i was just running over to my folks real quick you know um it was kind of a motor transportation not out riding type of thing which right whatever um i actually didn't have any head injuries but i had i had quite a bit of rash and, and pretty busted up and the doctor told first told me oh you want to walk well i didn't have any issues I, I walk fine i don't have any issues today from it but anyway bad wreck mm. um and it was directly related to my eyesight that was really a you know, not the first, you know, incident I'd had, but, but the biggest, maybe you would say. Okay. Um, and then, and then one more real quick, shortly after that, um, I was, I had a, a business in town that I was, that was, that I was working on. I had I owned my own dealership, um, a small dealership here in town and I was riding a motorcycle to work and it was about 15 miles and I did okay on the two lane, you know, it's all two lane, country out here you know but i i would get into town and the main thoroughfare through town i couldn't i could there was three lights i had to go to and i would just ride i was a two lane it was a four lane through town i would just ride until a car would pass me and then i'd jump on their bumper and go through the lights with them because i couldn't tell if the lights were red or green and um so <laughs> uh, i was doing that one day and uh <laughs> and and i was kind of trying to pay attention to everything and all of a sudden the car like stopped right in front of me and like and i was so close to him i really couldn't whatever and i just i just i hit my back brake slid around and just shot kind of between and there was oncoming traffic and another car turning and i just kind of went between them all and just kind of happened to make it through 
And that's when I said, you know what, the time has arrived. Because um, I didn't, I didn't get hurt. I didn't even crash. And I was like, I, I can't keep doing this. And so those are a couple, couple of the experiences. I was riding beyond when I really should have been. But, you know, that, those were the experiences I had that said, you know what, it's time to stop. Fair enough, man. Well, uh, I'm glad you have you had the wherewithal before something very, very serious happened. Although, a uh, few could probably argue that um, that first one was uh, was was probably probably should have been uh, enough to uh, to set you straight. But that's the way it works. Um, <laughs> like uh, like talk to a little bit about uh, sort of like testing and tuning the bikes that you have now. Not really able to ride them. Obviously, you sort of um, like setting up a motorcycle that you're not able to, to really like put any amount of time on, not to say that you at like for all mechanics have to be a rider. Uh, in fact, I don't even think that all journalists that cover the sport have to ride dirt bikes. Um, it's, it's about analyzing it and, and knowing what you're doing, putting things together. Um, but, uh, t- tell me a little bit about like chassis setup as far as building a bike that's going to perform well on the more, on the, on the more cross track. Like you just work with, uh, some chassis guys, some suspension guys that help you sort of, uh, um, like set up a, a very baseline setup that uh, your your average sort of um, like weekend warrior w- would like, and then they can sort of uh, work on things from there. Maybe call up Race Tech and put some gold valves in there or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That might work. Um, yeah, you know that is an interesting part of my game that I that I feel a little behind the game in. So so what I do like on these giveaway bikes, I usually set the suspension up for like a hundred and eighty pound vet or maybe a hundred ninety pound vet rider. Okay, so I gotta lose ten pounds. Um, like, that's fine. And and then you know a lot of times if a if a younger or a smaller faster guy gets a bike, then it's strung a little heavy for him maybe, but it's for a vet rider and they can kind of fine tune it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can kind of find their place in there, as just as a baseline, right? Um, right. My my 18 year old son is a is a is a pretty good rider. Um, uh, so he, he's my tester as far as engine tuning, it's all about sound. So he goes out here and he just rips it while I listen and I make adjustments and he's, and he'll tell, you know, he, I get his feedback. He'll say, Hey, it's bogging a little or this or that. Use I can hear it. Um, and you know, that's, that's where it is. And, and, and I, that's, that's how I do it. And if it may not be, it probably wouldn't be good enough for the big show, but it's, you know, it is, it is what we have and it's what we do. Fair enough. Well, I, I think that's uh, uh, certainly a nice skill of yours. Uh, and you recently worked on a 2003 KX 252 stroke, which is a little bit of a unicorn. Uh, it's not quite the twenty <laughs> the the 02 motor. It's certainly not the 04, 05, 06, and on onward motor. Um, the pipe mounts differently. Uh, the there's a couple of different like the the radiator hoses mount differently. I think that's actually more similar to the 02 than it is the 04. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to, uh, for for my money, and uh, maybe it's just because I'm biased. I grew up idolizing Ricky Carmichael and racing Kawasaki's. Um, but the the KX 250 in the in its like as as it went through its final years, I don't think you can find a more sweetly sounding motorcycle than a high tuned uh, KX 252 stroke. Uh, it just barks just the right kind of way. And, um, the fact that you get to like sort of experience that on like almost like a cellular level, being able to sort of just hear it, uh, I'm almost a little bit jealous of you. Although I guess, I guess it just <laughs> yeah. my eyes. 
Yeah, you know, it, it is amazing. And I love this bike. Um, the crispiness, I call it. I, I, I have terms for things. I know some of them are industry-wide, some of them aren't. But there's just something about the crack of it. Um, uh, I got a fat head racing uh, head on there, and I went with a 93. I just pumped gas um, dome in it because um, I've been down the race gas line and with giving the bike away, I just didn't know where it was going. But um, And, you know, a fresh, fresh engine um with with things set about right and you know i've got a billet a new uh billetron carburetor from electron on this bike and it, it has been money it has worked absolutely amazing i know that electron gets some hate some but these new billetrons are absolutely i i can't i can't complain about it it's been amazing and this bike runs it, it runs insane I, I it's one of the better um i had Braden ride it and he said it's the best riding running two stroke he's been on and that included the KTM 300 we built last year. So um, he said it's just so crisp and so light feeling and just, you know, it just rips so hard. And and it is. It just sounds like brand new. There's no rattles. There's no there's no funniness anywhere. It's just, and it starts and idles perfect. And it's just, you know, that makes me more happy than anything else can in this world. I mean, it just that thing purring like it's supposed to and having the crack when you hit the throttle and not bogging and not whatever um it just puts a smile on my face and that's that keeps me going you know i love it my friend well um joel this has been a lot of fun my friend uh going back and forth with you about motocross stories i think we could probably go on for a couple of more hours um but that's exactly why we're gonna we're gonna have you on uh some a little bit more regularly going forward i think we also talked about possibly doing some tech tips to help out uh listeners like myself who uh who might be uh in need of some help working on bikes i'm thinking about my good friend sean wedge who probably doesn't know his way around the, the garage nearly as well as you do uh and he has uh, pretty decent vision uh, but he's on the the elliptical right now uh, probably sweating more than anybody else in that gym uh, I think we, we need to uh, uh, save some for our next podcast but this was a lot of fun yeah it was I really I really enjoyed it um, sometimes being able to open up and talk is, is, is a real release for me because I get a lot of comments that it's a little hard for me to respond to them that's kind of why I do the lives um, so if you ever see one of my lives pop up, you know, jump on, ask questions because I'm trying to, to get that, that thing that's bottling up inside me with all these questions that I can't, I'm not able to answer. So doing stuff like this and, and some of the lives I do are really, um, they free me up a lot. So I really appreciate you having me on. Well, no problem at all, my friend. This was so much fun. I, I really enjoyed connecting with you, and I think that we're only going to build this uh, relationship further in, in, into uh, the years and the months and years that that come. Uh, BuiltBlind.com. Everyone needs to go over there and uh, uh, get yourself some merch if it's still available. I got myself a black trucker hat that I'm excited uh, to be delivered at some point uh, up here to Canada. Um, but uh, if, you're, if you're in the States, you're probably not going to get hit by that... Uh, shipping bill but that's totally fine um go follow built blind 2 on instagram built blind on youtube as well as tiktok follow along engage and uh, encourage this young man who is uh, making his way in the industry and uh, also give a huge shout out to anyone any one of the sponsors who supports your efforts and i say that because um you started from from ground zero, Joel, and anybody who who knows that struggle uh, knows that it's it's something that anyone who's willing to help that 
sort of that entry level or someone who's just getting started, the people at those companies are good-hearted people who who genuinely want to see you succeed and want to see people like 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 my podcast succeed. Like I, I think of um, guys like Jason Gerald from Phoenix Handlebars or. Um, like honestly, more importantly, guys, guys like uh, well, not more importantly than Jason. I love you, Jason. Uh, but like Andy Gregg at Guts Racing, no questions asked. I sent him one email, and like he's like, yeah, whatever, what, like however much you need, like how, like you need a seat cover, you need money, uh, like we'll support it, hundred percent. He's all in. Same thing with J- John Anderson over at W Wheels. Like, just kind-hearted people who who see other hardworking people and they want to help out. They want to be able to see uh, others succeed. And anyone who takes the time to support you, like Jay Clark, like uh, um, um, the guys over at Fast, uh, Fatheads or uh, or even Electron Fuel Systems, heck, you know they sent me over uh, some some carburetors. And uh, those are just the, those are the kinds of people who keep this community connected. And, and it's the connected tissue that keeps people like us able to continue to chase our dreams and, and make something special happen. And uh, yeah, if, honestly, if you want to give some shout outs to those people, I'd give you that opportunity now because uh, a huge hats off to any of those companies who take a chance on a guy who uh, is, is getting going and uh, learning every single day. You know, you're exactly right. I, I've been amazed at these people that, that there's people behind these brands. Don't forget that. And, and they're, they're good. And, and, and that, that, that makes me, um, so happy to say, you know, fathead racing, uh, Luke over there has been amazing. He's a good friend. Um, I can speak with him. He, he just, he's willing to talk. He's, he's on your level. Uh, love that guy a lot. I mean, the way he, the way he's taken me in is great. Um, you know, Jason Gerald with Phoenix has been good to me. Also, we've had conversations, not just about product, but life. And, and those are the kind of people that we're dealing with, you know? Um, so yeah, we've used electron fuel systems. They've, they've been good for us. Um, of course, works connection, um, for all our levers and hard parts like that have, have helped us out a lot. Pro X, um, Wesco, um, there's just, there's just so many, I hope I don't miss too many. I use IMS, some, um, IMS products and, um, we, we just, we just do, we just can't do it without these people so um it's just been awesome go follow um dirt bike one on instagram if you want to with jay clark um dunlop tires um they've helped me out and so yeah all these people have come to play and and it's it's awesome it's what makes these motorcycles turn into what they are because i'm not rich and so um at the at the end of the day i you know i need these people to to make this stuff happen so yeah big shout out to all the sponsors and everybody that's helped me um, and, and remember there's people behind those brands and they're, and they're, and they're lots of times really good people. Preaching to the choir there, Joel, Joel Giesbrecht from built blind here on the big MX radio podcast. This was so much fun, my friend. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, do this with me today. Yeah, it was awesome. I really appreciate it. Yep. Excellent, man. Well, do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. And off he goes. Joel Giesbrecht, built blind, off to go build his next beautiful motorcycle. And uh, shout out to Joel for taking the time to meet with me uh, today here on the podcast and uh, get some much-needed audio recorded. Uh, I loved being able to capture his story. Getting to know Joel is uh, is a really neat thing, and I'm glad that we were able to do that. Uh, I want to give a quick thanks to all the sponsors who make this podcast happen. 
Uh, race Tech. You can save money with Race Tech. Save 10% by mes- mes- mentioning Big MX when ordering through Race Tech. Um, Big MX, the discount code at Luxon MX is going to save you 10%. So when you see that sticker price of a brand new set of triple clamps is just over uh, $900, well, you're going to save 90 bucks off of those uh, uh, triple clamps. So 10%, like that's awesome. Great savings there. 20% off of Guts Racing. You need a brand new seat cover, don't you? The seat cover that you have on right now, it's torn in the back because you've laid your bike down one too many times, James Dahlman. And you need to replace that seat cover. And uh, yeah, do so with Guts Racing. Big MX Radio 20 or Big MX 20 saves you 20%. Phoenix Handlebars, Big MX Radio 15 saves you 15% off your handlebars. You can basically freshen up your bike completely head to toe with Big MX Radio and save some money while you do it. Uh, heck, get yourself a brand new set of wheels, whether it's you have a vintage project, uh, a bike that uh, you've got some hours on that needs uh, a brand new set of wheels because those wheels are absolutely egg-shaped. Uh, w Wheels, WSA, uh, WUSA.com. You can save 10%, I believe, 10 or 15%. You have to ask John Anderson. When you contact John Anderson about your wheels, mention Big MX Radio, and you're going to save, I believe it's 10 or 15%. Um, and I'll have to I'll probably text John so I actually know the, the answer to that. I should know that, and uh, that's on me. But either way, uh, you're going to save some money with W, and uh, your bike's going to be looking way better than it did. And also, the, those wheels are not usually lighter. So, yeah, more horsepower, uh, more horsepower that you already don't know what to deal with. So, um and then last but not least, we have uh, SKDA Graphics and Fox Racing Canada. You guys know the drill. Fox Racing Canada has the sickest gear every single year, no matter what. And on top of that, you're going to feel protected by that gear uh, when you go hit the track trail or even just when you're in the pits looking cool. All right, guys, an hour and 50, an hour and five minutes into this. Really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to all these podcasts. I believe I've put out five this week. Um, hopefully, you guys are enjoying that extra content. Uh, I'm all in on doing uh, podcasts uh, this throughout uh, this winter. Um, it's a it's a full court press as far as uh, trying to make a go of this um, and, and like putting Big MX Radio first in my life. Um, every, every other year basically had to, uh, do it as a, as a side project, but this year we've basically gotten enough support to which we were able to basically uh, dedicate everything to it. So hopefully to keep that ball rolling and uh, entertain you guys. So if you have any requests or if you want to, uh, connect with me on social media, uh, one of the most beautiful things about, uh, my social media is that you will never ever get ignored. If you send me a direct message, I love to conversate with the listeners of my podcast. Um, Even Kieran McCullough, if he ends up uh, messaging me, I'll I'll even answer Kieran, but uh, I'll usually leave him on read for at least a 15, 20 minutes or so. But anyway, you guys have yourself a great rest of your day. And as always, thanks for listening.